This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending megabucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. We continue the rookie years. Look at Matt Payne, Declan Fraser and Cam Hill. After a very different event at the Australian Formula One Grand Prix. It was definitely... A little bit different for us, but still a really good sort of weekend with plenty of race. It was a bit of a case of once we knew the soft was going to be able to cop it and go the distance, it was more about when do you put your heart on, when do you get off it. Then we had all that kerfuffle with the races being declared. To come into my second round and go in the top 10 straight away, I'm pretty stoked. Hill, Fraser and Payne, rookie year number two starts now. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel, and another of our episodes with the rookie men of 2023, um, and it's a, a great class with Matthew Payne, our subject for today's chat. Matthew, welcome back to Inside Supercars. Hey guys, how are you? So the first thing is, of course, you've come through your first support race at the Australian Grand Prix. How were your immediate sort of uh, feelings about doing that? Um, I mean, obviously, like, I, I, I haven't actually been to an F1 race before, so being there just in the, in the first place was awesome. So, um, yeah, seeing all of those cars go around and the technology and that was, was super cool, and especially having the F2 and F3 there was, was cool as well, uh, watching those categories over the last sort of couple of years. So um, it was definitely a different feeling than, than being at Newcastle, as, um, as there we were sort of the main show. So it was definitely... A little bit different for us, but still a really good sort of weekend with plenty of racing. So, one of the biggest things coming to grips with, and obviously this is only you've now completed your second meeting in the Gen Three, as have your twenty-four uh, compatriots in the driving school. Um, and tell us uh, your feelings from going from the hills of Newcastle to the flat open plains of Albert Park. Uh, it's a very different feeling and one enjoyable one. Yeah, I guess the um, Newcastle street track was was pretty tight. Uh, we didn't really get to open the cars up and see what they were like, sort of racing um, on on an open track. And certainly at uh, Albert Park, it was very very fast. Um, you know, the cars obviously with the with the less uh, downforce were a lot um, were a lot different to drive around there. Like I I haven't I haven't been around before, but I can only imagine sort of what the other guys are feeling like from. You know the the older cars going around there. So um, yeah, there was certainly sort of points around the track where you thought, oh, this will be easy flat. But then it's like, oh, hang on a minute. So um, 
yeah, it was certainly different, and it, and the car just sort of feels different overall, really. So um, it was just kind of had to get used to the car again, essentially. Did you find the car as sketchy as it's ever been, running around in the the first practice sessions? Um, I think that's yeah, that's that's probably an honest answer. Like it was certainly there was points around the track where it was sketchy. Um, certainly over the, like the back straight, we thought. You know, you look at it and you go, "Oh, it's pretty. It's pretty fast, but it, it should be flat." But it wasn't, um, especially you know when you're on old tyres. So that was uh, that was a bit of a surprise. But hey, like we we all as drivers get used to it, and we just sort of adapt. And um, it ended up being pretty pretty good in the at the end of the weekend. You know, like everyone got used to driving around there, and um, yeah, it seemed to be pretty good racing. So, what did you take away? from this second race of the year what have you built on since newcastle um probably just i've I've definitely built on my my racecraft probably like just i know i had a little bit of an incident on saturday you know with mccauley and and anton that that was that was on me i sort of made the decision to to go up the inside and i think mccauley saw an opportunity to get past Anton and he sort of made that decision as soon as I made my decision. So it was sort of just bad timing, I guess. But, um, yeah, certainly on Sunday I was definitely giving it a bit of a go and, and, and certainly getting better at racing these guys, you know, like just building my confidence to, to go for that move or, or to block that position, you know. So definitely definitely built on that, uh, which I think is, is, a, is a pretty pretty hard thing to do. So, yeah. I'm sure that as you as a driver um, would have enjoyed those few moments uh, when you were close racing and uh, the the people who are watching and obviously those who are involved would have enjoyed as well seeing the cars, you know, some pretty tight racing with uh, two and three uh, cars abreast on quite a few of those big wide corners. That must be something you're looking forward to when you can have some longer races over a distance uh, on a big wide open track. Yeah, you know, like the the racing at Albert Park, I think was pretty good. I think everyone was not not surprised, but I think they were pretty happy with was sort of like I certainly noticed myself. Like the following was was a lot better. You know, like when you're behind someone, it's it's really only the vision that sort of um, is the the thing that's really disrupting you. You can't really. It's really hard to see around the around the side of these cars. So you you just. You need you can actually follow someone pretty closely, and I think that's what made for pretty good racing. Especially the difference from the hard tire to the soft tire was was such a big time difference, um, you know, or grip difference that, that made the racing really interesting as well. So, um, you know, I think it was it was yeah, pretty pretty exciting weekend for the for the fans. I think one of the things, of course, that's uh, paramount for our category, um, because of that variation between a hard and a soft or super soft is pit stops. Um, and as you may have heard, that you know, there's talk about maybe uh, uh, not going back to the Grand Prix and things. I, I, I can't imagine that racing would be very interesting. It would be very professional if we weren't to have those strategy changes that added the, the mix there. Yeah, like I think, I think from my side, you know, the pit stops certainly uh, is, is, is the point of the race where you know sort of where you're at or, or what position you're going to get. Um, it's all about trying to maximise your time when, you, when you're doing a longer stint. And I think, like, the the difference, the the time difference on the tyres, I think, was was pretty good. 
uh, it, it certainly made for an interesting strategy. Um, and I think, hey, like it's it's sort of, I, I think it would be a little bit wrong to say that it, it wasn't, um, like people don't think it's the right thing to be doing, but I think um, it's, it's your right. It's what makes the racing exciting. And, you know, I don't think that disappointed anyone uh, last weekend, you know, with the, with the amount of passing. So, yeah. Matt, the pit at the AGP is quite tight. Can you talk us through what you were going through when you got that call to go, go, go out of the pit stop and how much trust do you just have to put in your, you know, your radio call and the guy releasing the car to know that you're going to be able to file in? Because we did see a lot of cars get into trouble um, across the weekend. Yeah, uh, like like that's another interesting one. Like for me, I think as I'm so new to the whole pit stops and everything, I'm putting a lot of pretty much like sort of 80, 90% trust in, in the guy that's making the call to, to say I can go. So I'm still looking in my mirror um, to see if there's cars coming or if I'm going to have to file in. But I, I was a bit lucky. Like most of the time there wasn't really anyone behind me, so I could just go. Um, but it, it certainly is, is hard when you're, when your car controller is calling you saying you're clear, but you sort of move out and you, you might be a little bit in front of someone. It's, it's hard to decide whether really you need to go in front of them or behind them because they're not going to slow down. So it's, it's sort of up to you whether you're sort of going to fight for that and try and squeeze them out of the way, which you, you can't really do. So the AGP pit lane was tight, um, but I don't think it's, it's tighter than the Newcastle was or anything like that. I just think the pit stop, Pit stops were, were really busy, and I think people just panicked a little bit, uh, which which is really easy to do. So yeah. And you are in a Ford with Grove Racing, Penrite Racing. Did you at any time feel like, as you were full throttle in sixth gear, that uh, there was like a Red Bull F1 car opening its its um, its uh, rear wing in the DRS zone? And you're seeing a uh, Camaro driving away from you? Uh, no, I, I, I didn't. I didn't really get the chance to see anything like that. Like me and Shane got up next to each other, and, and I side drafted up next to him pretty well. So um, it's hard to really say. I don't really have an answer for that at the moment. Uh, but to be fair, I did hear a lot of people talking about that, and and I tried to sort of. Well, I really didn't really listen to them. I was just trying to focus on my job, which is driving and. I think that was the best sort of way I could have been that weekend and to, to get the most out of myself. So there is a lot of talk going around, but I'm trying not to get involved in it too much. Well, Matthew, um, as you head west uh, for the uh, third round of the 2023 championship, I'm sure uh, you'll be looking forward to, uh, again, getting out there and flying the flag for Grove and, and Penrite again. Um, we look forward to uh, catching up on the next chapter of our rookie season for you and uh, all our listeners. So thank you again for joining us Inside Supercars and have a great weekend in the West. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Thanks heaps. I'm here with Cameron Hills. It's the uh, rookie review that we're doing. And we just wanted to find out, um, we spoke to you the other day about how you'd been tailor men, so you got got at least a bit of Newcastle sort of driving through the S's out of your head. Big flat open track, and here you are at Albert Park. Very different place. Yeah, obviously totally different to what we experienced at Newcastle. It was good to get the tail and bend, and the biggest thing we probably learned is that between the two compounds that we had to run, the super soft and the hard, the balance was pretty consistent, so that was a good thing. 
Um, and then, yeah, coming here, the track track was extremely um, slippery uh, on Thursday. And so, for me... That was dusty, is that right? Dust, there was a lot of dust. And, you know, offline, it was just, you know, as soon as you put a foot wrong, you just sort of slid off the road. So, we saw a few people get caught out. And, yeah, I just didn't have confidence in the car on Thursday. And, and you know, just tried to, you know, put my best foot forward. And, and qualifying was, yeah, not... not um, not one of my highlights, but all the races this weekend, by the last one, we moved forward. Um, the first two races, we moved up five or six places in both of those. So we had good races, sort of good race pace, and, and we had you know some good strategy. Um, yeah, in that last race, we were delayed a bit on the stop, and so I was a bit further back than what I probably would have would have been. And uh, I went for a move on the last lap, couldn't pull it off. Uh, beached in the sand, but um, that's all part of the learning, I suppose. Indeed it is. Uh, one thing which I've heard throughout amongst your other 24 competitors, and that is that uh, the difference between the hard and the soft tyre here was quite dramatic. Oh, huge, yeah. The hard was not very nice. It was pretty slippery, and the soft was awesome. Um, but how you use it was really important. You know, if you used a lot of it at the beginning, you really paid for it towards the end um, certainly today I felt it was a little bit warmer today. They seemed to last probably the whole race on Thursday when it was cool. So um, yeah, it was a bit of a case of once we knew the soft was going to be able to cop it and go the distance, it was more about when do you put your heart on, when do you get off it. Then we had all that kerfuffle with the races being declared wet and so you had to con consider that for your starting tyre choice if there was rain around and um, yeah, it was... Um, made it very interesting. Next off is Barbagello. Have you raced at Barbagello? Yeah, raced Super 2 uh, there last year and um, good track. So uh, another format again, obviously back to the traditional Super Sprint format, first time for me. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll have to just try to get this 35 a bit higher up on the grid because we seem to be doing alright in the races. So. Alright, so you've taken out one of the, the learnings needed, that is the track, so yes. you're, you're happy with that one. Yes. Um, it's a very different sort of place to hear again as from Newcastle. Yeah. It's more traditional Australian style racetrack, isn't it? Yes, yeah, this is very fast and flowing. Perth is a bit unique because you just turn right a lot. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to do a bit of reverse NASCAR and um, see if we can get the thing hooked up. Alright, well, I look forward to hearing on your results of that and all the very best, Cameron Hill. Thank you very much. On our continuing quest to find out the inner thing thoughts of young men in their first year in this championship, we're now with Declan Fraser after his weekend at Alba Park in the big game. Yeah, yeah, first weekend. Hey, everybody. Um, yeah, pretty pretty interesting weekend. We had a lot of mixed results, so a lot of fun. Right, and I imagine you, uh, after your teammates, or Mr Courtney, sort of brought his burning barbecue sort of special back. Are you awaiting any moment? My car's going to catch on fire. It's, yeah, honestly, it's actually pretty concerning. Um, you sort of see two cars go up in flames with such the intensity that they did, and thankfully James got out of the car and was feeling all right and didn't get injured, so... Yeah, going into today, there's a lot of uncertainty around what was going to happen, but overnight, Supercars made a few changes to the cars and we felt a little bit more comfortable out there racing. Okay. Now, one of those changes was, in fact, rolling starts. Now, you would have done rolling starts somewhere in your career, so that was not alien to you. These cars haven't done a rolling start before. Was there anything... Oh, I wouldn't really call it a rolling start because we weren't two-by-two two formation. No. So it was just a safety car restart, just like any other normal safety yep. car restart. So, yeah, it's okay. pretty pretty similar. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, fortunately, with the sun being out, we didn't have that wet weather cause which had been in a couple of the races and 
caused a bit of a debacle with um, some people getting no tyres change or two tyres and all that sort of thing. Yeah, it was um, first week, uh, first race all weekend and we hadn't had it. So it was a little bit different. Everyone tried a different strategy. We, um, we were sitting really pretty. We were probably battling for P10, P11, um, and then just pit lane got chaotic again and we um, got caught out and lost about three positions in pit lane and then from there was never able to recover. So I used a bit too much tyre trying to get back up and then... Um, got hustled at the end, so yeah, not not the way we wanted to finish after finishing top ten yesterday, but it is what it is. And of course, the giant difference of uh, coming from Newcastle is a track, and suddenly with not little dozens of little corners, one after the other, you've got big wide open corners, and uh, being able to gum that beastie. Yeah, it's um, it's massively different. The cars handle so differently. The I think all Mustangs struggled a little bit this week. Um, we cooked our rears pretty badly and had a fair few blisters after that last race, so. Um, yeah, there's, I guess, a little bit of work. Just learning these cars is just something new for the whole team and the whole industry. So we're all working towards the same thing, and hopefully the next round we can get on top of it. Okay. Now, you had a slight advantage, not a big one, but a slight one, although you hadn't been competing in the series. You did get a drive at Taylor Men. You and Matt Payne and Cam Hill all went there for a rookie day, yep. and that helped you in that understanding, it, didn't it? Yeah, definitely. It helped in the understanding of the car, but then coming here... There are a lot of different characteristics here compared to Tail and Bend, and we learnt that. And it was, yeah, it was really hard to sort of find a balance that, that fit. Um, we tried our hardest, and uh, we're pretty happy. Like, we've made some big gains, and we've learned a lot about the car this weekend, and we came away with some strong results. So, all in all, I, I'm still taking the positive out of the weekend, and I'm really happy. I'm so proud of my team. They've done a fantastic job all weekend. We threw a lot of things at it and changed strategies last minute, and... We had it all going on and they, they pulled through and got it done, so I'm really, really proud of everybody. Now we're going to a track that you do know, Wanneroo. Yep. AKA Barbagello, as was known for many, many years. Yeah. Alf has taken a back seat now. He's not putting his name up in lights anymore. Yeah. Um, but Wanneroo, you've been there in Super 2s? Yeah, it's, um, it's the first track that this season that I've been to in a, in a supercar, so hopefully we can... Um, use that a little bit and try and get up the front a bit further and my, my main objective is obviously to get on a podium this year in my rookie season that's that's the end goal and to come into my second round and go in the top 10 straight away I'm pretty stoked and we're on the right trajectory so we keep chipping away hopefully we'll get there. Well I hope that Inside Supercars will be there when you do that so yeah. all the best Declan look forward to seeing you and talking to you after Barbagello. Awesome thank you very much. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We paused the fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them.